Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, your go-to resource for all things pipeline and revenue production in the tech sales world. Technology marketing, sales development, sales, and revenue operations have combined to create the go-to market engine fueling the success of SaaS startups and established companies alike. Each week, the Sales Development Podcast dives deeply into the strategies, tactics, people, processes, and technology that fuels the revenue machine. The Sales Development Podcast is brought to you by Tenbound. Get more free resources, insights, and intelligence today at tenbound.com. And be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am honored and blessed today to have a true expert on the show. Myrna Scales is a certified Enneagram coach at 9 wing one Com. And that's nine, the number nine, wing1.com. She's going to join us today to dive into the magical, let's say, power of the Enneagram. So Myrna, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, David, for having me. I'm so glad to be here. And I can't wait to dive into everything Enneagram with you. Well, I appreciate it. And we work with a lot of leaders in the sales and marketing space, especially in the tech industry. And I was introduced to the Enneagram in my travels as a manager and a director working in the industry. And it helped me tremendously to understand how to work with people and get things done in a very stressful environment, for sure. So my question is, how did you get interested in this? And what is the Enneagram? Okay, well, I got interested in this in kind of a weird way. When I had my youngest son, I have two boys. I'm a military wife. My husband's a U.S. Air Force pilot. And I had my oldest son. He was almost three. My youngest son was about three or four months old. And one day I was playing with him and I found a lump on his belly. We brought him to the doctor and from the doctor, we went to the hospital, found out that it was a tumor. Our lives changed. A lot of things that came up were feelings of anger, feelings of sadness, feelings of not understanding why my son had to have cancer. I couldn't put into words what I was feeling. One day I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw the Enneagram and I had taken personality tests before. And when I came up on it, I was like, you know, let me just give it a try because there was a lot of cool posts and stuff. So I took the test. And when I found out my type, which is a type nine, the peacemaker, I started to cry. I started to cry because everything that I was feeling was right there. I understood that the reason why I am a people pleaser and the reason why I have a hard time expressing my feelings, especially anger, is because this is, I want to keep the peace. I don't want confrontation. And so it started bringing these things out in me and I just wanted to learn more and more and more. And it has helped me not only growth in myself, but also in my relationship with my husband. The Enneagram, Ennea in Greek means nine and gram in Greek means drawing. So it's a drawing of nine points. And so there's nine different personality types and you can take a test, you can read up on it, 
Some people can just read the type and be like, oh, that's me. But some people need to like dive in deeper, kind of look at the motivations and the fears to figure out what type they are. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's so much there. First of all, thank you for your service on both your your family and yourself. I think we just totally take for granted the sacrifices that people make to defend our country. And thank you so much for doing that. Number two, oh my gosh, what a traumatic experience that really caused you to start to think, why am I acting like this? Or why do I react like this? I need to learn more about myself, which takes you to these tools. And the Enneagram was one of the tools that you dove into. And if you think about it, there's like a nine point, almost like a circle. And on each one of those points, there's a different personality type. So then you went in and found out by, I guess, taking a test or like a survey that you are a nine. And that was very helpful for you to be able to process this traumatic experience that you're going through, learn about yourself. But then not only that, it's like, across the point on this thing, it's how other people are working and stuff like that. So now you can start to understand each other. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And where did you go from there? It's truly amazing, the growth that I've had. Like now my son is five years old. He's cancer-free. Oh my God. I know. It's so amazing. I had no idea where this was going. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're so blessed and grateful and the anxiety never ends, but every day we just are grateful. I learned about myself and now I can say, wow, you go through a journey in life. And sometimes in the moment, you don't know where this journey is taking you, why it's happening. But now I can be like, wow, I grew and I am such a different person because of this journey. The more that I learned about it, and I've been able to help other people find their type and help them understand others and build compassion, I was like, this is what I have to do with my life. And I enjoy it so much. And if you know a little bit about the Enneagram, you know that the type nine, they're the ones that can understand the other types a little bit better. We're able to merge with other types. And that's why sometimes we can like lose ourselves if we're not doing the work to be self-aware, but we can lose ourselves because we understand everybody's outlook. I've been able to use that insight to help other people. But if you can find your type and if you're in a leadership role, you'll be able to put people in the right position where they need to be. You'll be able to help others be able to tell them, hey, this person, you need to email them in a more positive way than just rushing in an aggressive way. And you'll be able to build and uplift your team. And it's just amazing how it can work. Yeah, that was so powerful when I used it in the corporate world, because the facilitator would come in and first give everybody the survey. And so you would find your number. And I knew that I liked you because I'm a nine too. So we're kindred spirits. I remember now, and I haven't thought about this in years, but yes, I absolutely remember I am a nine. But what was really helpful too was looking around the room at the other executives. And especially in sales and leadership, you have to work with other people who don't necessarily report to you. 
and be able to almost like persuade them to help you to get things done. And now I understood, okay, he's a three, she's a six, he's a nine also. And it's like, okay, the Enneagram gives you some tools to be able to work with those people and get better relationships going. Yes. It's so amazing and interesting. And sometimes my husband will come home from work. Um, He's like, oh, because he's a type one and the type one is the reformer or the perfectionist. They like to be at meetings on time, not even on time, early. (laughs) And they are just type A. They like to check things off. That's their type. Like if you're going to have a surgery or you have a pilot or something like that, you want a type one because they're going to follow the rules to a T. But sometimes he comes home and he's like, this person, I just don't understand why they can't follow the rules or do this. And I'm like, husband, not everybody is like you. Like, even if you don't know the other person's type, you can start building compassion because you know, hey, I'm different. So they must be different. Let me kind of get to know them a little bit better and see if I can figure out like what motivates them. That's what makes you a better leader. You get to know your employees and build that camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's emotional working in the business environment. It's even harder now because everything's remote, but this is like back a long time ago when it was all in the office and you think, oh, it's all business. There's no emotion involved, but it's very emotional because it's like, Bob doesn't like me or I don't like Steve or something like that. And it's very easy just to go straight there. Like they don't like me because of who I am, or I don't like them, right? Because of who they are. But now it's like, well, wait a minute, let's dive into this a little bit. Bob is a one and he's a reformer. Here are some tools to actually be able to work together. Yes, definitely. Even like with the type one, they do not like to make mistakes. They don't like to be criticized or they feel like any feedback is like, oh man, I'm horrible. But you come to them in a very kind, gentle way. You give them some positive feedback first. They're more likely to take it in and be like, okay, thank you. I'm going to work on it. And if you're in an environment with someone that is a type five, so a type five is an investigator, they're more introverted and they're more the observing type. They might not talk a lot with you because they don't like small talk or they're trying to reserve their battery for people and talking. If you don't know that, you're going to be like, oh, they just don't like me or they're just awkward. But if you knew that they were a type five, you could be like, so what are they into? So whatever they're into at that time, they're researching and they know if you talk to them about that, they probably will talk your ear off and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, it's like a new person. And they were just being themselves, but you thought that they were hating you. Yes. Oh my gosh. So the best case scenario would be to have you come in and work with the team and give everybody the test and then teach them how to get along and work together. But what if someone listens to this and they know about the Enneagram and they're like, that sounds really cool. I think that would help a lot. But then the other person doesn't know about it. So you need to figure out their other person's number. You know your number, but you need to figure out what their number is so you can start getting along with them better. What should they do? 
Well, it depends on how close they are. If you're in a work environment where you guys talk about things like this, like, hey, I found this new test. Do you want to try it out? I think it'll help us communicate better. Then that's cool. If the other person, you don't know them that well, and it's kind of like, how do I even bring this up? I feel like the first step is building that relationship maybe or communicating about it. Or if there's a team meeting, bring it up to one of your leaders, one of your managers and see if this could be a team building opportunity. I think that that's the way to go about it because it is kind of hard to be like, hey, I think you should take this test so I can (laughs) talk to you better because this is awkward. (laughs) I need to figure out what is wrong with you here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I do have to say like we had an awesome facilitator for this and there was definitely some skepticism. I remember because the Enneagram kind of looks like a magical thing because it's this circle with a bunch of lines and stuff. And you're just like, wait a minute, are we getting out like a Ouija board or something? Yeah. But she was just very like, probably what you do with laying it out, like here are the benefits and here's why we're doing this. And then after a while, I remember we were sitting there and it was like an episode of The Office where everybody had their number on their shirt. You could say like, oh, okay. He's a three, she's a four and that type of thing. So yeah, you kind of need a facilitator to do it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then the light bulbs go off. Like, oh, they're a type eight. That's why it's pretty cool. But I feel like if you want to grow as a person or even at work, you need to be self-aware. It needs to start with you. You need to know like how you're coming off to other people what you're doing and how you can go to growth so that other people can see, oh man, they're making an effort. They're growing. What are they doing? The impact you're going to have just by working on yourself. The first step is working on yourself. And then it's just a great tool to build compassion and just have empathy with other people. And I can't say enough about it. It's so helpful. And now when you were going through your god-awful experience, and then you wanted to get to know yourself more, when you discovered your number and the facets of that, how did that help you? So it helps me because for a long time, I feel like I was just on autopilot. Growing up, early age, I learned that, or I perceived that my opinions didn't matter. So I would just kind of like, shrink back and just be nice with everyone to not start confrontation. But the more that I learned about the Enneagram, every type has two wings. You know, your neighboring numbers are your wings. So for me, type nine, I could be a wing one, wing eight. You can lean into both. Some people lean more into one. So for me, I lean more into the type one where I'm more of a perfectionist. I like to do things right. But I never really leaned into my type eight, which is the challenger. I started to see there are situations where confrontation is a good thing, Mm. especially when my son was going through chemo and radiation. I had to be that mom because he couldn't speak up for himself. He was only four months old. So Mm. I had to speak up and be like, what's going on? What's this? Even if it started confrontation or anything like that, those hard conversations had to be had. I just started to grow. And even my husband was like, oh my gosh, you're like a different person. That helped me in that way. But also 
each type has a number that they go to in growth. Okay. For me, I go to a type three when I'm thriving and when I'm feeling great and feeling my best, I go to a type three, which means I'm an achiever. I go after success. I'm more confident. I'm going after my dreams. That's what I'm doing now. You know, I'm standing up and I'm talking and putting myself out there. It's cool to see the growth that happens when you're self-aware. That is amazing. Okay. And then is there the opposite of that? Like when you're being battered and life is just kicking your ass? Yes. Go to like a different number? Yes, you do. Okay. For each type, it's different. But for this example, I use myself again. As a type nine, I go to an unhealthy type six when I'm stressed. When my son got diagnosed, that's the first thing that happened. I went to an unhealthy type six, and that's anxiety, worry, worst case scenario, all the horrible things that I could think of, like, oh my gosh. And then trying to do research and trying to come up with things to see if I could like prevent this from happening and just craziness. When you are aware of these things, you can kind of pinpoint and use the Enneagram as a guide. Like, I'm anxious right now. I'm really not feeling like myself. What is happening or what am I doing that's causing this? What's the stress factor? What can I take a break from? What kind of boundary can I put up so that I can go back to health? But Mm -hmm. if you don't know these things, then you're just kind of stuck and you're like, oh, I know I'm stressed, but why? The Enneagram helps with that as well. It's like navigating your inner feelings, kind of. You almost have like a map and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm here right now because you can't be happy super healthy all the time. I mean, you're going to be up and down, but it's like, oh, okay. This is where I am on the map right now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Interesting. There's other personality tests that are out there. There's like ENTJ and all that. I can't remember. There was another consultant that came in the same company when I was working there. And it's like, everyone got assigned a bird. I don't know if you've ever heard this. It was so funny. It was like, there's the hawks, owls, doves and something else. And I just remember I was with all these sales leaders, like alpha male sales leaders. And they're like, okay, who's a hawk? And everybody in the room raises their hand. And then it comes to me, number nine, and they go, okay, who's a dove? It was just me. (laughs) And uh, peacemaker, right? So where am I going? There's all these different personality tests. How is the Enneagram different than those? Because there's definitely some overlap. Yeah. I've taken the, I think it's the MBTI Mm -hmm. that you're talking about. There's one called DISC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, DISC. When I took those, I felt like, okay, this is my type. I felt like, okay, I could use this for work and things like that. Mm -hmm. But with the Enneagram, I think this is Ian Cron. He's the author for the book, Road Back to You. It's one of the first Enneagram books I read. Mm -hmm. But he has a quote that says, the Enneagram doesn't put you in a box it allows you to step out of that box. With the Enneagram, I was like, okay, I'm a peacemaker, but that's not all it is. I used being a peacemaker and a people pleaser as a coping mechanism from childhood. Yes, I became a peacemaker, but that's not all I am. For me to thrive and be happy, I need to go back to how I was as a child. And that was a type three. 
That was a go-getter child. That was a child that was curious and that would say things and all that stuff. I just learned my ego self. I put this ego mask that maybe I'll get hurt if I speak up or maybe it's too scary to go after my dreams. And so the Enneagram, yes, you get your type, but it's so much more than that because we're complex people. We're not just one type and that's it. There's layers and there's complexities to us. So you're realizing like, hey, I'm not just like pigeonholed in this one type. I'm a multidimensional person and it kind of depends on what's going on in my life at that point to where I go into. And then what's crazy is like, now you have that knowledge of other people too. Like I'm taking notes here because I'm a nine, you know, and I want to know what am I supposed to be doing? But then there's also all this information about the people that you work with. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned some resources. Is there like a good book or a website or something where yes. people could learn more other Rob, than for yours? Here to oh, show nice. you. <laughs> okay, cool. This one is a really good one. The Enneagram work. Okay. And that one's by Jim McParklin. Okay. But if you're a leader, manager, and you're wanting to learn how to use this to help your team, then this is a good resource for you. Okay. If you're just wanting to learn about it and simple and easy to share, because sometimes it can get complex. There is so much more than what we covered here, but this is Enneagram Made Easy. Okay. And these both are on Amazon. This one is by Renee Barron and Elizabeth Wagel. Yeah. I think I need to start with that one because I Enneagram for dummies. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And give it to your kids, right? I mean, you can be yeah. like, how come that kid is so mean to me all the time? Well, he's probably a three and here's a good way to deal with him. Exactly. I think as kids get older, more into puberty when they're like, that's who they're going to be, you know, this is definitely a tool to help them with their relationships going off into college. You know, you're just throwing them out there. This is a tool you can use just to learn about yourself, because I feel like a lot of people I spoke to, they're not figuring out who they are until they're in their mid thirties, late thirties, after having kids and trauma and all this stuff. But it's like, you could start learning way before that and figuring out who you are, what you want to do. Oh my gosh. I feel like this with teenager that we have here in the house, the deepest desire is just to feel like understood by other people. What you're saying and what you're doing, the other person understands and they're like empathetic to that. It's not like a cure-all for every relationship problem, but I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what it could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In any relationship, both people or all the people have to do the work to make it work. hundred percent. When my husband does certain things, I'm like, oh, I don't find that annoying because I get his thought process. Like, and I'll just put it out there. Like you're such a type one and we'll joke about it and things like that. And so, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm buying these books. I'm giving them to my wife. I'm like, this is going to make me less annoying to you. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Okay. It's so funny because You're telling that story about your kids and it's like something I heard was when you have kids, 
your heart goes into another body. And so your feelings are out running around in the world and you don't want anything bad to happen, you know, especially health and then relationship issues that they have in just navigating the world. It's just such a useful tool. Okay. I think people will want to know more about this. How can they get in touch with you so that you could potentially work with them over Zoom or however you deliver your training? Yeah. So if you have more questions or you're wanting to learn more, I have a 30-minute free consultation and we can kind of dive into questions that you might have. I have one-on-one individual coaching, and then I have different plans or programs, and I can work with you, whatever you want to do. But my website is nine, the number nine, wing, W-I-N-G, one, the number one, dot com. And that is my type. So it's nine wing one coaching. I got you. So yeah. peacemaker and reformer. Yes. Got yes. you. Okay. I was wondering <laughs> what that meant. So I'll put that in the show notes. Yes. So people can contact you. Yeah. So you can contact me on there. My email's on there. Everything is on there. And I have a blog on there where I'm going through all the types and their different wings and tips and advice on coping with stress. So there's a lot of good stuff on there if you want to learn more. Oh my gosh. And maybe I just had a bad experiences, but there's a lot of dysfunctional teams out there. And especially in the sales world, because there's so high stress and everyone's relying on the sales team to bring in the money and hit their number. There's so much room for improvement on interpersonal skills and creating functional teams. And this is just a great resource. So Mirna, thank you so much for coming on and enlightening us. Yes, thank you so much for having me, David. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.